You're listening to Boca Banner, a photography podcast with Joe High and Chris Golden. On this episode... Do you, do you think, would you consider creativity a skill that has to be learned and practiced and exercised to be good at it? It's something that has to be... I've never thought about that, Joe. It's all coming up on Boca Banter. All right, Boca Banter, we're back at it again. How's it going, Joe? Well, we're still in quarantine. We're still doing the uh, video chat for uh, the podcast here, which is... Yeah, honestly, it's not the weirdest thing in the world. I'm kind of getting used to it. Yeah, I think we should get you a different mic, but, you know, you don't sound too bad. You sound good, Chris. Well, thank you, Joe. You sound pretty good yourself, I'd say. You look like a gamer, but, you know, you sound fine. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the bright white headset... And the uh, the microphone going way out into my face. Yeah, it's kind of and a you, have a, giveaway. you have a shirt. What does your shirt say? Oh, it's uh, my my job here is done. It's a reference to a TV show you wouldn't get. Tuxedo Mask, Sailor Moon. It's great. I have no idea anything about that show. No, it's great. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't even bother explaining. Okay. Well, that's fine. It's fine. You're still staying healthy. Still safe. Yes. Yes. Uh, been spending the majority of my time in this very room. Uh, eight hours a day doing my normal job. Thankfully, I can remote in for that. And then uh, the majority of the rest of my time, either staying in the house or going for a drive. Uh, very strangely therapeutic lately to just go out and drive. That's not something I would normally do. Uh, in typical given circumstances, I actually hate driving for the major for the most part. But uh, yeah, it's just been very nice to just kind of go out and just wander. Yeah, well... I mean, it was still still keeping a distance from people. It's really needed. In fact, I think that the 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 authorities actually say like, let's try to keep people healthy. Get outside, get some fresh air, get some exercise. Just you know, don't go out making out with everybody that you see and spreading this thing around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Licking doorknobs. Yeah, advised. don't go around yeah. licking doorknobs. Go out and and like walk in a park or something. But right. so yeah, cool. So you're like got like your bat cave of the pink, you're the Batman of the pink room. Uh, if Batman had a utility belt filled with Game Boys and uh, Nintendo figurines, I'd say that's accurate. Yes. <laughs> How are you staying creative? I know we, we talked about this off podcast. Is it difficult staying creative when you have to say stay stuck at home, especially considering that your job is media yeah, production so I, I i do work in a creative field uh my nine to five is in commercial production for a local television station so uh it's a bit of a different jive than uh editing photos i i normally do have a bit of a hard time uh editing photos uh something about the process of sitting down and going to work like hmm. it, it seems like more of a chore than actually taking the photos for me but um yeah uh the one maternity shoot that i did the other day i found it kind of challenging to kind of rouse myself up and be like all right cool we're gonna do this like there were two or three nights in a row where i just had lightroom up on my computer and uh, i specifically said it so that the wallpaper wouldn't disappear or i'm sorry the the screensaver wouldn't come up or anything like that or just cut to black so every time i walked past my office i'd be like gotta mm, gotta get that done saying hey uh, you didn't finish me yet yeah exactly so actually last night i hunkered down and wrapped him up and it actually turned out a whole lot better than i had thought um i don't know if you'd seen the photos there of a mutual friend of ours but uh yeah i I was a little skeptical about how the maternity photos would turn out but i still ended up with a pretty good handful probably about 30 or so that i ended up delivering and they certainly seem to like it they posted every single one to facebook so i won't complain about that 
Although they tagged my personal page and okay, good. I was going to say, one. if they're posting that many photos, I certainly hope that they put credit out there. Well, it's the challenge of owning a business that is your first name. You will always be tagged as a photographer and not your business. Yeah. I try to tell people, like, please tag Joe High Photographer. They're like, okay. And they say, photo credit to Joe High. And they put my personal profile there. I'm like, please. Yep. I don't want people. Yep, that, that is then a you get friend that requests. I don't want more friends. <laughs> but it is definitely a little bit more challenging to kind of have that kind of creative oomph especially when I'm going to be working at the same desk that I've been sitting at for the past eight hours. So that has been a little bit challenging, but I've just found that kind of having it always in my peripheral vision, nagging me to get it done is a pretty good motivator. I'd say, (laughs) how how about you, Joe? Well, I thought that that would actually be a good way to bring up what I wanted to talk about today. And that was the photo shoot that we both went on. Uh, again, staying away from people, staying away from each other, but we went out to do some nature photos and I got to say, Chris, that was a really great day for me. I mean, I know we were just going to a little state park, but man, getting out and taking some pictures just for the sake of creating something and just having one objective, like all I want is one photo from the whole day. Mm -hmm. Don't even care what it is. Could be a rock that just looks really good. But like, just get out of the house, stretch your legs, breathe some fresh air. Yeah. So to uh, to preface this a little bit, uh, last week Joe and I decided uh, I have an assignment for my nine to five to go out and get some nature footage, and uh, I was like, you know, I might bust out the drone. I need a visual observer for this. Uh, I don't really need a visual observer in New York State, but it's very highly advised. So it, it I, is, it is a good Joe, idea. Tag along. Yeah, it's a good idea to have a visual observer anytime you send a plane up into the sky, basically. But um, yeah, so I asked Joe if he'd want to tag along and, uh, you know, using an abundance of caution, you know, keeping our distance from each other, never getting too close or anything like that. Um, you know, if we have to cough, do it directly at the person standing next to you. But uh, make sure that their eyes and mouth are both open. When you cough yes, on them. yes. For, uh, for optimal protection, you want to just like cough into your hands and then rub your face to just kind of smear it out <laughs> life lessons with joe and chris uh anyway <laughs> so we went on the shoot and uh you know i i went in with an objective but i did also take a couple of photos uh, there mm-hmm. at the end there just because there was such a beautiful location we'll did you get, get a to chance eventually. to work on those yet i have not no um i've got them in i've kind of got them into my filing system so to speak i'm very very specific with how i have my files organized uh, outside of Lightroom. Like, I know Lightroom's awesome for organizing photos and everything, but I have a very specific breakdown of how I keep my folders organized. So I've done that. It's just a matter of actually bringing them in. And I think it's only one photo that I got out of there that I'm, like, really happy with. That, like, in the back of the camera, I was like, mm, yes, that one. Mm, just so it's probably good. just... Yeah, just... Mm, ah, beautiful. So... I haven't quite gotten there yet because I know I'm probably going to spend a lot more time on this one photo, but I can't wait. Um, that one I'm actually genuinely excited for. How about you, Joe? Well, I've actually been working on, because uh, you know, I was, I, I've been doing some YouTube work. I started thinking, you know what, I'm going to make videos and put them on YouTube just for the fun of it. That has been a lot of fun, actually. I've only put one video out so far and I'm working on the vlog from this shoot that we're talking about. That has really, really been scratching that creative itch. 
that's being great. Able, it's it's awesome. Like all I did was use my phone for the video, and then. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a brand new outlet. It's like firing off different synapses that you haven't activated in quite some time, I imagine. Yeah, for real. I I, I really thought I actually have been thinking all this time. Like I hate doing video production. Um, I can do it, but I really don't like it. It seems very monotonous, but I've been like really enjoying this. Maybe it's because there's not any pressure on it. Like it's solely for the purpose of my own enjoyment, which Mm -hmm. I think, I think that you have to have that. That's kind of what I wanted to get your opinion on. I think that you have to have that as any sort of artist, any sort of producer, creator, you have to have some projects that you're doing just because you want to do them just because you enjoy just because it interests you just because you enjoy the process of making it of of, of, of just creating something you know you're not you're not doing it for any specific reason apart from the fact that you want to and that is a very big part of the creative process like uh i i have a strange what's the best way to put this i i absolutely adore doing little photo shoots for my cat and I know you're going to laugh at me because you think that pet photos are just the most stupid thing in the world. But uh, I think it's so uh, much I just, fun. I, I don't want to call any part of your household stupid. I've met your cat. Your cat is not stupid. <laughs> yes, but you think you, your entire concept of pet photography. Yeah, I, We've had I, this discussion before. I, yeah, I, I think I think I've spoken against pet photography. I'm just, but, we, but that's so, not what this is about. Let's move so on. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing is that I love my cat to death. I'm 100% a dog person, but when my wife and I moved in, she's been a cat person her entire life. And so wife wants a cat, wife gets a cat. So, uh, but the funny thing is, is that this cat is like the most dog-like thing in the world. She plays fetch. She barks. So Wait, your cat I, barks? I, yep. Well, yeah, they call it like chirping, but it's more like a... What? That's not a bark. <laughs> That's a cough. No, it... it Okay, maybe it's not like it's a, a like a wolf or anything, but like if she's staring at a bird outside at the window or something like that, she'll go hip, 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 like a dog would bark at something like a car going by. I've never heard of a cat doing this, but okay. I neither had I until she'd actually done it. But anyway, where I was going with this is uh, I think it's so much fun to just set up my little backdrop, set up the lights and everything. And especially if I have like a new lighting toy to play around with, then, you know, normally I don't have people around, so I'll just set it up, put the couple of treats on the chair and try and get a couple photos of my cat because i think it's fun and it's also not someone that you have to direct you have to be on their terms Hmm. you enjoy that aspect yeah yeah absolutely it's unpredictable like uh there's one photo of her that i took where she looks so ridiculously menacing like you think you're being stared down by a sith lord or something like that (laughs) I believe I've shown it to you, but it's just the most menacing, like, I'm going to tear your throat out kind of look that any animal could give. And she's just such a sweetheart. So when I saw that in the back of my camera, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm now picturing your cat with a black hood and cloak on shooting lightning out of their hands at the Rebel Starfleet. That is not entirely far off. Yeah. In fact, I probably made that Photoshop before. <laughs> so do, when you do this, does this, does this revive you? Does this like breathe life back into your world, even in these quarantine stuck monotonous times? 
Well, I haven't done it in a while. I guess the biggest part of it is the fact that I'm doing it for me. Like, I, if another human being never sees those photos, then that'd be perfectly okay. But I made something for myself. Like, think honestly, because when you and I went on this shoot, every time you said you want this one photo, you know, the shoot that we went on last week, every time I asked you, you said, I want one photo that I could I could put online, I could be really proud of, I could walk into a store and sell it as a postcard. No, when's the last time that you, Joe, took a photo for yourself? 100% for yourself without the intention of showing anybody, making a profit just for you. So, like, I can't even include, like, pictures, like, of my, my family? Like, picture, like, my wife's maternity picture or baby shoot? Because I'm yeah, certainly not going to sell those, but I did, like, I do show them. I, I guess, but what I'm saying is something for you specifically. Like, not that anyone else is going to be like, oh, what a cute baby, or oh, your wife is so beautiful, or anything like that. Just something that recharges you as a human. Well, I don't think that I've done any work that gives me that level of satisfaction and not shared it, because I like sharing the images. That That's part of my enjoyment from it, is, mm -hmm. is seeing other people, <laughs> I guess, hearing, hearing people say nice things about my work. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a nice little pat on the back, too. But have yeah. you ever taken a photo that you've just been like, you know what, this is for me? I do have one example. It's a landscape photo. It's a panorama from Hurricane Pass. Uh, I think I've talked about Hurricane Pass in Grand Teton National Park before. Um, it's actually not the best photo. Like it is on my my galleries, you know, my online stores for for prints and whatnot. But it's not one that I showcase very much. And it's in my living room as a big like I think it's it might be like forty inches across as a panorama, and it's framed. Um, it might be 30. I don't know, but it's a big, it's a big framed picture. It's not got any glass in front of it and it's not, um, the composition isn't fantastic. The time of day isn't great, but it reminds me of what it was like at that moment that I took the picture. It reminds me of that trip. It reminds me of the tranquility that I felt on that trip and at that moment in front of that scene. And I had, I was actually, uh, showing it to somebody recently and uh, they were looking at it and I said, yeah, that that's pictures for me. Like it, it's here so that, you know, other people can look at it too, but it's in my living room because every time I look at it, it reminds me of that trip. Good. And, and Good. I think, I think I got a, a little bit of a, I think that the photo that I got from Havana Glen, which is where you and I took the trip to take the photos at of the falls. I think I got a little bit of that with a photo from Havana Glen as well. Ooh, so you have edited it then? I do, yeah. In fact, I could show you. This is a podcast, so listeners, you're not going to be able to see this, but you can listen to Chris's epic reaction. Oh boy, here it comes. Yeah, no pressure. Um, let me see here. Wow, Joe, this is great. Yeah, he's faking because I haven't actually shown him yet. Here it comes. Well, now the pressure's on, so I'm going to feel like I'm going to either way over or undersell this. Oh, there it is. You can take a look at it. Oh, very nice. Ooh, I like that a lot. That's okay. The second reaction was a little better. <laughs> you did a really good job capturing all the natural color that's there. Like brown is not a beautiful color by itself normally, 
but I think you did a good job of mixing that in. There's a little bit of moss on the wall. How long was this exposure? I believe that was a four second exposure. I think that was the last one that I did with your ND filter. So I was able to stretch it to four seconds. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, nice the other, that's the other lesson of the trip is that if you're going to take photos of waterfall, always have a ND filter on you. Yes, I left mine in the basement like an idiot. Yep, and I almost dropped and smashed my entire camera rig. Yeah, but you, very, you didn't break. You didn't break day. anything. You didn't break anything except the seam in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I yep. I was not going to bring that up, and now uh, cat's out of the bag. Too late. <laughs> Don't wear jeans when you know that you're going to be climbing up and down large rocks or just wear looser jeans yeah you just climb down into the thing and then on your way out i'm just there taking taking the pictures of the falls and i turn around and chris is then wrapping like 90s style he's wrapping his coat around his waist like uh like a 90s kid he's like yeah no i didn't just tear my pants i'm just embracing the look (laughs) (laughs) it's coming back in a big way getting back to the the photo in question here should i include a link to this in the show notes or something so people can know yeah, what I'm talking about. Can I? Or you can always check out uh, Joe High Photography on Facebook or Instagram. Yes, but you can also check out Chris Golden Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, Joe. Are you, Chris, are you Chris Golden Photography on Instagram too, or do you have a shorter name? I don't even know the answer to that. Instagram <laughs> is such a minor, minor part of my life, and I know it should be a significantly larger chunk of it. I have no purpose for Instagram. Well, I am, I am including our, I'm putting our, both of our websites in the show notes at this, at this point, moving forward with the episodes. When it comes to your waterfall photos, how do you decide whether or not you want to do color or black and white? Because that's, that's always quite a split down the middle for a lot of the photos that you see around our area, specifically of these waterfalls. For black and white, I typically, it's, it's a creative thing. It's a creative choice. Um, I'll admit, though, that often if I choose to make something black and white, it's because the color version sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're hiding something. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that was a terrible. Like, I've I've done plenty. I've done many a wedding photo and just been like, boy, this just this looks so good in black and white. You guys, you should make this a black and white (laughs) photo when it's really like the worst like fluorescent tungsten, disgusting throw up colored lighting ever. I'm like, boy, this would look so much better if there was no color. <laughs> so black and white is often just a cover up for me. Yeah. Uh, but I do genuinely enjoy it. I mean, I still shoot. I still like to shoot on film that doesn't have color, just black and white film. Um, I actually did my my daughter's first. Do I talk about my daughter too much on this podcast? I don't care. I love my daughter. I'm going to keep talking about her. <laughs> she, um, she's 11 weeks today. Wow. She's almost three months, man. How the time flies. Yeah. We're going to be talking about her fourth birthday here on this Shut podcast your, in a couple of years. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> She's a baby. She'll always be a baby. She'll never have teeth. What was I saying? I don't oh, know. It was black and white pictures. I did uh, just... Oh, oh, the, the, this is the pictures. Yeah. You said, what pictures have I taken that are only just for me? I took, I took my camera like every day in the hospital... And when we got home, like for the first week and a half or so of her life, I just took pictures of the people who came to visit, um, to visit the baby. This was well before the quarantine. So stop freaking out. People who came to visit, grandparents coming to meet her for the first time and just her little faces and little interactions. 
just, it wasn't even like official shoots. I would just take pictures and I specifically shot them in black and white just for the fun of it. And I didn't, I didn't hardly edit them at all. I think I put like a straight filter on all of them. And then I selected like 90 of them and just printed them all out in oh cool picture yeah i've got like a box with the first week of her life in just 90 little uh they're three and a half by five prints with a white border wow and that's and that's it like we didn't i didn't label them i didn't make a scrapbook or anything just a stack of prints because it's it's really nice to just sit down with my wife and just flip through these photos and it's just it's so cool and those are never going online those there's no vlog about them i guess they've made it into this podcast but those are for me and they just stay in a little box and we we look at them every so yeah there you go done that do you uh do you find yourself playing the family photographer pretty often like if there's a get together or a cookout or barbecue or something like that and uh everyone's like oh can we get a photo or something they'll be like oh joe get over here because that happens a lot to me yes it, it does. And and they're like, oh, hey, Joe, uh, let, let's do let's do a family photo. And they have like the crappiest phone ever, uh-huh. the crappiest camera on the crappiest phone ever. Like, hey, let's make sure that you do it right because we want it to look good. And I'm like, well, it's not going to happen on this thing. <laughs> so uh, have you ever been hit with the, the next step up from that, which is even worse? The, hey, can you bring your camera? Yeah, that I think I that have. puts a huge obligation on you. I just say no. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should probably start doing that. I do. I have actually had, and th- this has nothing to do with creativity, but I have had people say, uh, like I was, I was in a play and then there was, they were doing the cast photo and they said, Joe, could you set everyone up? Like the photographer who worked at the station at, at the center that we were doing the show at was there. And they asked me to set the group up for the photo. I'm like, I'm, it's not my job. Like, I don't want to, why are you, but they were like, no, seriously, why would you? Yeah. But nevertheless, I I did it, but I didn't find that creative at all. That's just having a louder voice than needed to be. Okay, everyone and stand over here. Everyone to the right. Uh You ever had to do that? Just be like, Hey, can you order everyone around? Yeah. A little bit, something like that. Although, uh, (laughs) getting back onto the topic of waterfalls, a very similar situation happened to me a few years back hiking through Watkins Glen Gorge, which if you haven't heard of it is an absolutely beautiful location when there's nobody in it, which is Uh, rare. Actually, there's probably nobody in it right now, but you can't be in it either. Right. So, uh, it's basically, uh, kind of like the location that we were at the other day in our shoot. It's almost like a a Tolkien-like environment. Like, if you ever imagine, like, a a very Lord of the Rings-esque setting of just, like, waterfalls and natural staircases and stuff like that, it's absolutely beautiful, and it stretches on for, like, a mile and a half. There's parts where you can reach out and touch a waterfall and stuff like that. Like, it's absolutely... behind the waterfalls. Yeah, yeah, it's totally beautiful and absolutely packed. Yeah, there was one point where I took my camera... You know, I was trying to do some long exposure photos. I specifically went at a time that it was kind of like uh, off season isn't the right time that I'm thinking of or uh, the right word that I'm thinking of, but uh, not peak, basically. A quieter popularity. season. Yeah. So, I, you know, we probably wandered in at like the very opening of the park, maybe around like seven o'clock or eight o'clock or something like that in the morning. And uh, trying to get these long exposure photos of waterfalls and stuff like that is when I was relatively new to photography. But uh by the moment that we got about halfway up the glen, so probably about an hour into it, as people are starting to kind of filter in, uh, 
people saw me posted up with my camera, like nice camera, nice lens, tripod set up, got a remote shutter release and everything. And uh, somebody was like, hey, can you take a photo of us real quick? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? Whatever. And uh, I was like, okay, uh, giving him some small direction. All right, put your hand around her waist, whatever. And, uh, you know, take the photo, get a nice shot. They're like, oh my goodness, that looks so good. And then I turned around and there was another group of people. And they were like, hey, can you take a photo of us? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And uh, as this happened, more and more people started coming in. So I literally played photographer. I, I'm sure there were probably people that thought... you make any money off thought, of this? I didn't get a single dollar off of it. Oh. I didn't even get tipped. But I'm sure that there were people that thought that I was there like as some sort of ranger or you know, some sort of paid <laughs> photographer because I literally had a line of like at least seven or eight couples or people <laughs> that were waiting to hand me their phone, take a photo of them and then say, okay, thanks. Bye. And continue wow. along the trail. Meanwhile, I'm like making sure like quickly spinning around, like making sure nobody's making off with my camera or anything like that. Wow. Did you, I mean, did you at least pass out cards or something your business cards? I didn't even have cards at the time. Oh, opportunity lost. Yep, yep. Uh, totally, totally a fail on my part. Good, I was totally an amateur, kind of getting used to things. I was like, I got this cool camera. I'm going to learn about long exposure photos. Let's go to a waterfall. You just set the right appearance. To, to me, this sounds like a very sad story. <laughs> it, it makes me well, sad hearing about it. It was just comical because, I mean, most of the people that were going through there, it's a huge tourist destination. If you're going to upstate New York and you happen to be in this part of the Finger Lakes, you're going to go through Watkins Glen. So I, I'm sure that a majority of those people I probably won't ever see again. But it's just kind of funny what appearances will do. I would hate that. I would have <laughs> just said no. You know what? I've actually learned from the experience, though, because if there's like if I'm out on a photo shoot and I've got like my actual camera with me and everything with a lens hood on because a lens hood always makes you a professional photographer. So yeah, if I'm like out and about on a photo shoot or anything like that, and I see a couple of people like trying to take a selfie or trying to get the right angle or anything like that, I'll just be like, Hey, you guys need a hand. I'd more than happy to help you out. And I just like hold up my camera and they'd be like, Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> those, those are the kind of reactions that I occasionally get. Uh, I haven't been slapped yet or anything. That's good. Yeah, that I have learned from it, and I do have my business cards on me at all times. So I'm like, you know, if you guys ever are in the area and you want portraits done or anything, I haven't gotten a callback from it yet, but I certainly have handed out business cards from it. It's a new free marketing technique. You just go into state parks and set up a tripod and then just kind of look around, wait for the crowds to be like, hey, hey, you need you a never photo? actually use it. Could be a broken camera because they never take you could never be. want them to take the pictures with with your camera. <laughs> so, you, you, hey, for you photographers out there who want to get going, buy a broken camera and a broken tripod. Just make sure it doesn't look broken and then set up and look like you know what you're doing and you'll just have customers lining up. Yep, get some exactly. leads. So, anyway, that's my story for uh, being a free photographer for Watkins Glen State Park. Anyway, getting back to it. So, when you are quarantined, Joe, like kind of on your off time, like uh, recreationally, how do you kind of keep up? keep that creativity going like what inspires you from around the house like do you watch videos do you listen to music i've been watching a lot of peter mckinnon's vlogs oh okay cool yeah very very inspiring talks a lot about creativity specifically and i 
it's really, really hard for me personally. It's, it's really, really hard to stay inspired and stay creative while indoors. It's just yeah, the walls start closing tricky. in. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's, it's cabin fever. I got to get out. I got to do something. So, um, I go out, I get outside and if I want to create something too, I'll get outside and take a picture of something. There were falls in Penyen as well. And we were out there running some errands and, uh, there was waterfall out there. So I went to take pictures of that and, um, indoors, indoors, it's just really hard. The best thing I can do is not be indoors. Even just getting outside for a walk around the block, it can clear your head up somewhat. But I'm, what's really working for me is working on the vlogs. I'm really enjoying working on those videos. Mm -hmm. Does watching other like photography related content come close to scratching that itch for you at all? No, no, it doesn't. But seeing other creators, what they've done, um, even with simple things, like there's a lot of people right now who are continuing their vlogs or like landscape photographers are now doing pictures inside. And it's just seeing like, okay, yeah. Like why at the moment you say, I'm not going to do anything because I'm stuck inside. Like you're, you're setting yourself up for a lot of, a lot of pain. Do something. That's, I mean, that's what I keep saying in, in the vlog that I was doing is like, I just did this because I had to do something. I had to, had to make something. I had to have that experience of just the creative juices flowing. I, I've got a buddy who, um, well, you know him actually, but he is a performing arts director and he has to work from home right now because they can't do any shows. So well, he must be going crazy. Well, he's doing pretty well actually. Uh, cause working from home right now means looking up and reading new scripts. Um, Anything that he can, like anything that he can do to keep his creativity flowing is actually work related. So like he's, he's painting, he's reading scripts, he's reading stories, he's, um, you know, writing down new ideas. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that he's doing is just artistic, creative, creative projects indoors just for the sake of not having to restart his creativity once they're able to go back to work. Yeah. There's probably a pretty big slog that you'd kind of have to push through if you weren't, it's like going to the gym for the first time. If you hadn't gone in three or four months, the first time back's always going to suck. But if you kind of kept at it for a little while, then it's not as hard to get back into the routine after a smaller break. Do you, do you think, would you consider creativity a skill that has to be learned and practiced and exercised to be good at it? It's something that has to be. I've never thought about that, Joe. I would say that it's something that has to be honed and it's probably something. I don't know. I kind of consider it in like the same realm as like imagination where like if you don't use it, it eventually gets weaker as a part of you. But the more you use it, the stronger it gets. Right. That's kind of how I've thought of it too. But nevertheless, you do know that there are some people who are definitely less creative than others. But if it's something that you can learn, like a skill, I think that some people think of creativity as, and, and I, I'm I'm victim to this too, but thinking of creativity as like you either have it or you don't. You either are a creative person or you're not a creative person. But do you, do you think that it's actually something like anybody can be very creative if they just 
pursued creativity and and in well i think yeah. that it's very easy to pigeonhole somebody as either saying yes they're a cre- they're the creative type or saying no they're not the creative type it's the same thing as in my nine to five when a sales guy comes down and says well you think of it you're the creative guy so like it's super easy to pigeonhole you as either you know yes or Be creative. no now yeah, exactly. But it's not like a faucet that you can turn on or off. You know, it's always kind of have this ebb and flow to it. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off, sometimes it's going a little bit lower, sometimes it's going a little bit higher. And I think it's just kind of finding a way to kind of make it so that it doesn't stop entirely. I think that there's still things that you can do going along with that analogy to to get that faucet flowing water, flowing creativity more often than not, like not just, not just like, you, it, I don't think you're totally at the whims of just, am I creative today or am I not? I think that you can do things that gets creativity going like, like, you know, just like, like blood flow, like it's going to happen whether you like it or not, but it'll happen a lot more and more healthily if you're moving, if you're purposely making your heart pump, you know, if you're purposely making your creativity heart pump with metaphor here, right. then I think it's easier to come up with creative uh, ideas. And I'm the the reason I'm enjoying these projects so much, like even just going off the trip, like that you and I did, is that it's it's fun to work on it, and I'm choosing to think like I am doing this for my own enjoyment. I'm not doing this for the result. I'm not doing this for the accolades. I'm not doing this for the views. I'm doing it because I'm enjoying it. And if this kind of video is something that like, I'm I'm talking about videos right now, uh, but it could be photos, it could be podcast or anything. But if it's like this type of content or this style or this topic doesn't interest me next time, then since this is for the purpose of being creative, I'm not going to do that thing next time. Like if it doesn't interest you, then you're probably not going to be very creative with it. That's true. I mean, it's hard to kind of push through that barrier, especially if it's something that you don't really think that you're going to enjoy doing. I think that there is a little bit learned from going through and pushing through on something that you don't initially enjoy. Like, um, when I first learned, started learning after effects and just motion graphics in general, I hated it. And I still kind of do, but like now there's a sense of satisfaction to, you know, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but at least I did a good job on it. I think that that would be more of, um, gaining another tool for creativity, right? but like after effects, isn't the product, it's the tool that you use to make the product. Right. What I'm saying though, is that it doesn't really strike the same chord that any of the other activities that I would normally like to do does, but because it's something that I don't really find myself enjoying too much when I actually come out from the other side and look back at it. It's like, you know what? It's not my cup of tea, but I did a good job. So I'm happy with that. Well, I think, I think that that is good. I think you should be, you know, expanding your arsenal of abilities. Um, my point is that if your goal is to, um, if your goal is to increase your creative potential, then I don't think that doing something that frustrates you, like learning a whole new program, unless you enjoy that, is going to make you more creative. I'm not no, saying it's a bad thing to do. Everyone has their own outlet. For you, it's right. going outside in general. For me, it's taking cat photos. 
Exactly. And if those roles were reversed, like if I was take, if I had a cat and I was taking pictures of the cat, I don't think that would boost my creativity because I, I wouldn't enjoy it. There you go. So you just got to find a way to kind of open up that faucet, figure out what works for you and kind of get out there and just start making. I was with my uh, nephew a few weeks ago and I forget how we got on the topic, but we were talking about um, animation, stop motion. Cause, uh, oh, we were talking about Legos. And I, I told oh, him yeah. that sometimes I, in the past, I would make little videos where you take pictures of the Lego people and then move them a little bit and mm-hmm. then do that thousands of times. And then you make a movie about it. And he's like, what, how does that work? So I get, there's an, there's little easy apps that you can get on your phone. So I actually got a little blob of Play-Doh and just rolled out a worm. Ooh, claymation, even mm-hmm. harder. Mm-hmm. I just made a little, a little worm and I just took a whole bunch. I took like, I don't know how many pictures of a, just the worm inching along. And then I played it really fast for him and he was just like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's, that's probably the most fun I've ever had with Play-Doh, but something like that, just because it's fun. It's always cool to see something so mundane through the eyes of a child. Yeah. <laughs> it blew his mind. He was like, how did that happen? I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like, can you make it happen faster? I'm like, yeah. And I just played it at a higher frame rate. And he was like, whoa. It was so satisfying. I was the cool uncle. Yeah. I kind of get the same feeling from like watching my niece and nephew playing with their toys. Like, I don't know what it is about the way that their imagination works, but I think that as you become an adult, there's just something that just stops you from thinking this way. And it's like, you know, if a kid hands you like a GI Joe and they're like, this one's an army hero. And then the other hands you another one that like the, and this is his girlfriend or something ridiculous like that. It's like, uh, 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 okay. And you just go along with it. Like at a certain age, your brain just stops thinking that way. Like interpreting one thing as something else. And just the idea of play just turns off. And it's, I, I love, I love seeing my niece and nephew, like exploring their own imaginations and what things can and can't be. So anyway, yeah, I think that it was Super useful for us to kind of get out, even though we're in the middle of a quarantine, you know, still take those proper safety measures and everything to kind of get out, enjoy nature, have a good time, take some photos. Are you going to do more of that to keep your creativity alive? Or are you going to rely more on pictures with your cat? Or are you going to, are you going to, do you have any other ideas that you're going to do? I'm just going to go for a drive this weekend and see where I wind up. And maybe it'll be a cool location worth taking my camera to. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's somewhere to just kind of sit and, Enjoy listening to the birds sing. You, what you should do is you should do like uh, drive east, drive west, drive south, drive north. Yeah, I mean, I have tinkered around with the idea a little bit of just going for a drive and being like, all right, I'm going to turn right. Now I'm going to turn left. I'm going to turn left again. I'm going to turn right. And just kind of seeing where that takes me. I would never be able to do that without a GPS. I would get lost. That's the fun of it. No, I mean, like I would actually get lost. Like I wouldn't know how to get back home. I know, but that's the fun of it is trying to figure out your way back home. No, no, that, that would be not fun because I would <laughs> fail to come back home. I don't think you like, I have no sense of direction. It wouldn't be like, Oh boy, a challenge. It would be like, Oh no, doom. Like we're, <laughs> we're done. I guess we live in this town now. Anyways, get out there, get some fresh air, take some photos. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening guys. Be sure to what the heck is we're supposed to say here? <laughs> Smash that no, like that's button, not what everybody. Joe.exe has stopped working. <laughs> Subscribe, yeah. 
Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like this, give us a comment, give us a rating, subscribe. We're going to be bringing out more. We're enjoying this. Hope that you are too. Talk with you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.